0: Hello and welcome my partners in crime and as always I say that in the nicest possible way. Um, Now today's case, is it a sale crime? Well, it is and it isn't. And you'll see that as we go through this case. Is it a murder crime? Not in the sense of the word, no. Um, But I think you, when you get to the end of this um, video, uh, you can make up your own mind of what you think and why this girl, this young girl, Amanda Michelle Todd, or uh, Amanda Todd, as she was known. And she, listen, this girl was only 15 when she took her own life. But she didn't take her own life because she had mental health or whatever. She did, in a way, but that was not the cause of it. The cause of it was because of some sexual perverted paedophile online groomed this girl got her to show herself and then literally blackmailed her to show more and then literally terrorised her for years and years and years. Wouldn't let this girl alone. Showed these pictures to her friends, to her family, to her school teachers. Terrorised her. Absolutely terrorised her, this man. He also did it to others. So this case, yes it's about Amanda's suicide. But it's about what really caused it, isn't it? It's about when we talk about, and we've done one of these cases before, only and I'll link it into this one, to where we have now this new generation of paedophile online coming into our homes, you know, into our children's bedrooms. This is what this case is really about. And then it's also about what I'm gonna mention in this case. I'm gonna mention about cyber laws and how we deal with such perpetrators like this and how other countries deal with such perpetrators and how sometimes they get away with it and how others like people like Anonymous you know this vigilante vigilante group they call a vigilante group that goes off and he exposed or they exposed I can't say he because it could be a she um, they exposed this person as well you know it's about this this case it's a mixture so yes, this girl was, in my eyes, murdered. She was made pressured to kill herself because of what this man did to her online, in a room, because of the bullying, the online bullying that she got because these photographs were released out to her school friends, to her peers, you know, to the family, to the school teachers, well, to anyone, actually that this man wanted to release out. Also, he put it out there on the world wide web. These photos everywhere of her. Now, at the time these photos were taken, this child, and she was a child, was 12 years old. And it took him a year to groom her into showing off topless photos of herself. She was 12 years old and she committed suicide at the age of 15 in 2012 so this is the amanda todd case now amanda was born in um, i think november 27 1996 very young girl and she took her own life on the 10th of october 2012 and as i said she was 15 at the time of her death she was a student and she was you know in school at the time i think of some of this i think she was in year nine or ten when she took her own life um and she took her own life by hanging herself terrible really and um, I think it was Conquitlam in British Columbia in Canada this is where she comes from I apologise to all my Canadians friends out there you know I'm no good with these And um, but yeah but I, I think it's just outside Vancouver anyway so on October the, uh, 2012 Amanda Todd killed herself just five weeks you see after posting and I'm going to show you a link to this video this harrowing video detailing how she was bullied and how she was suffering so she'd done this online video youtube video using you know cards to explain how she was feeling um and i think she also explains you now how she was made to show pictures of her breasts online now you know this was five weeks before this girl took her own life now listen when we talk about social media and we're going to need to talk about social media in this because we need to look at the statistics because I have a lot of comments on how can I help my kids how can I do this keep them safe it's so difficult now the statistics have shown that social media plays a big part now in our teenage life doesn't it the teenage culture really everyone's on their phones And I think the survey showed that 90% um, of teens aged 13 to 17 are using social media. 75% of the reporting said at least one was active on social media um, and had a a media profile, so they had a profile online. And 51% stated that they had used some online social media source at least once a day. So, these perpetrators know this about our children. They know it. What we've got to do is, I keep saying this, is really educating our children, and it's hard to do, isn't it? I, I know, I've had, I've had kids, mine have grown up now, and they're still on, on the social media. But it's hard to educate these kids to see the dangers, because this man took a year to groom this girl to get the first topless photo of her at the age of 12. This man is a paedophile. He was an online paedophile and he was called but there was many many others as part of this. Now we all know of many many cases we've had like Huckle and um, I think David Williams which is I think this is one I'm going to put with this one um, where they use that not only for their own self gratification but then they sell on these images and they do it to hurt. This man that was caught, and I'll be talking about him in a minute, he was 32 years old at the time of doing this to this child, 32, sitting behind a computer, pretending to be God with our children, getting into the homes of our children, grooming them, pretending to be someone he's not, pretending to be their friend, then saying, I'm going to go to your school, I'm going to be new at your school. So she gives the name of her school. Once he's got the name of the school, he goes on, he gets all the names of the teachers, the list of the kids coming in, and he sends all this material out. This girl's life now is ruined because this girl's images were not only passed out then, others then passed them on. He passed them on. This was viral. Now we're talking about a 12-year-old that doesn't know what to do. Does she continue then to keep doing as this man wants, to show more, to do more? Or does she tell? It's very difficult, isn't it? Very difficult for these kids at 12 year old to have that decision. Listen, someone put a photograph of me on their top list. I'm in Spain all the time. It wouldn't bother me. But when you're talking about a 12-year-old or a 15-year-old that's had her privacy invaded by this predator, now she's being blackmailed. You will do this. You will do that. The torment, the torture that this girl went through, it created her to have severe mental health issues. She was already diagnosed with ADHD. and um, That's why she needed to do a lot of things, and she'd do dancing, she'd do all this different stuff. Now as these, she kept saying no, and these then videos or these films and cameras, you know, photographs were let out to the public. Her parents then tried to move schools, actually tried to move different places all around the place to get away. The thing is, we're talking about online. You're not talking about the school up the road, you've got a couple of bullies up the road. You're talking about online where it's viral. No matter where you go in the world, then photos. And this man, every time this girl moved to get away from him and her family moved to get away from this man, he followed her. All online, digital footprints. There might be one photo. You can come offline, but your friends may not. They can track you through them. They can track you through anything, this man did so for about a year she felt quite safe there was nothing about she had changed her school she had been in and out of um, you know uh, mental health uh, facilities because of her deep depression of what this has caused her uh, and then she'd come out of there and then she'd be bullied in her schoolyard and by her so-called friends um, that felt it was funny to then say you know you're mad because the girl tried to seek help and actually had got help and was doing really well. And then when she got home, there'd be messages on her social media and different things from people saying, I hope you die, you should kill yourself, really. But you know, bullies like this. As I say, are sitting behind a computer, aren't they? Very weak individuals, really. Most bullies are the ones with issues. They really are. Most people that bully have already has had issues in their own personal life. Bullying is a form of expressing themselves. if they are bullying someone because they may be prettier. They may be better off. The bully may have a shit life at home and they're sitting at home looking at your life thinking it's great and bullying you. And this is what was happening to this girl. So not only was she being a target and groomed by a sexual predator online, she was then being bullied, cyber-bullied, then when she got home from a mental health facility or from school. She tried to kill herself on that occasion, on that point. She took bleach. She wanted to die. She'd had enough because she'd gone to seek help The online stuff had stopped for a while, but now she's faced with bullies. Online bullies. And when they're 12 and 13, they listen to the bullies. They can't be told, these kids, that about these bullies, are the ones that actually are the ones with no life. They are the ones sitting behind a screen, pretending to be something they're not. Envious of other people, usually but children won't listen to reason, will they? So she believed that she was hated. She believed then, well, I'm mad because I've gone to seek help, haven't I, for my mental health issues, that this pervert, this creep, this 32-year-old man also sitting behind a, a computer, gutless, has done to this girl. What hope did she have? Anyway she survived that time and again then the parents moved on from there, tried a different town, a different school, things were going okay and then who props up again but the 32 year old perverted paedophile online, his founder. He sent out all the photos again everywhere to everyone who may have even known her. People in the community, the schools, the teachers, the friends. It all starts again. It all starts again. Then she gets an email, you see, from someone she says she knew. And it was someone she knew, I think. And she ended up sleeping with this boy while his girlfriend was away. Because by this time, this girl had some drink issues. She had low self-esteem. She had nothing. Now you've got someone, a boy, probably realized that, took advantage of her and then told the girlfriend that he'd slept with this 15 year old girl. The girlfriend and some others then attacked her verbally in person, also punching and beating her. She went home and the next day she killed herself by hanging because she was being attacked everywhere. No matter what her parents did, no matter what anyone else did, It wouldn't stop it couldn't stop and in the end that's why she killed herself so yes it's not murder as we would call us straight out murder is it is it manslaughter did he know what he was doing would do it you know you just don't know the thing is with online cyber crime there's so many different laws involved here now this man and now we're going to go into him and i'll tell you a little bit about him so after this um suicide of Amanda this young girl um the man was arrested now his his name was at first kept hidden right because for his for legal reasons he actually come from Amsterdam now let's not think that she was the only one that he was doing this to, I think he was charged in the end, with 39 um, different offences, and they were all men, uh, girls and boys, different ages as well, uh, all in different countries, and I think it was Canada, UK, um, US, some other countries as well he was in, so he didn't just keep his stuff local to Amsterdam and Europe, he was all over the place, and I think also on his computer. He had 5,800 odd (coughs) different contacts for all the next targets and things that he could um, do the same to. Over 5,000, nearly 6,000 staff. So we don't know how many he's done. I don't believe this man worked alone at all anyway. I don't. I don't. Anyway, at the time when this all came out and the newspapers were keeping his name quiet, you know, no one could report his name because it wasn't allowed. You know, the man has rights. And, you know, and it's their jurisdiction, isn't it? And when we talk about jurisdiction and we talk about cyber law, because this is a cyber crime, a, it comes under the computer misuse mis, uh, act, or it can come under lots of different things. It can come under with a fraud act even. It can come under so many different things. And in other countries, it comes under different things. At the time, because he was, um, you know, from Europe, they have their own rules and his name was protected as he probably knew it would be (coughs) because he was a citizen of Amsterdam and he would have known the laws there and this is what happens to a lot of these people online when they sit behind their desks and then their computers abusing our children, they know the law as good as me and you do really. So he was quite happy that his name wouldn't be put out there for many, many years really as if they could prosecute him at all, isn't it? Really, because he's in the Netherlands, she's in Canada, they found other stuff on his computer linking to all over the world, different crimes and stuff. Um, and a lot of uh, child pornography and different stuff like this, child abuse online, indecent images of the children on there, on his link. So, so listen, he is what he is. He is what he is, but he knew, or he thought he knew his name would never be out there, so his family would be protected, his life would be protected, he can go to court in a few years down the line, everyone forget about this, wouldn't they? Well, that wasn't the case, you see, and it wasn't the case, because of these people (laughs) called anonymous. Now, they are a group of people that are what they would call vigilantes, but we are talking about online crime. Now, with online crime, These sort of people were a little bit like me and you. Astonished really, I suppose, that this man not would get away with it, but it wouldn't be known, would it? Because he knew that. He knew he could sit there and abuse our children in his home and make them do things, blackmail them. You know, (laughs) it's just terrible what this man did to people and what he made them do because his fear of getting called was less, you see, because one, he was in a different country and they think they're behind their screens and they're never gonna get called. And the other thing is he thought, "What if I get called, they ain't gonna name me. They love it, don't they? Now, this anonymous, they are this vigilante group that heard this story, I think the, um, I think, they was on a show. The show did it. I think what was it called? The the, uh, the show. It, it was like a, the Daily Kappa show or something. On the, it's a blog TV. Now they showed it, and then Anonymous saw it. Now no one knows who Anonymous is. We don't know, do we? Who they are? But they're very very good. I know what I do know about them. Is they're very very good at hacking. Lots of stuff. And now they hacked into the accounts of the police and different things I suppose, how they done it, to get his name, to find out all the information about this man, everything, literally everything, his date of birth, his home address, his name. Now his name was, um, I think it's Aidan uh, Coban, or Co- Coban, and he, as I said, come from um, Europe and he had been doing this many many years now as i said to you i don't believe he done it on his own i don't and i don't think that anonymous do because if they could hack into them systems they could hack into this man's computer so listen they released all his details um his name especially and then there was a facebook group set up and he said he would never now sleep with his eyes closed would he because now everyone knows who he is and what he's done now, there was a lot of controversy about this because under the laws of Amsterdam, where he comes from, um, he could not be known for legal reasons because that's how they do it there. But I think, I'd like to know what you think on this to tell the truth because are we, you've got to look at this in a couple of ways and I do look at this in a couple of ways. Legally, okay, right, in that country, that's their rules. But legally his rules he's done crimes all over the world now as i've said to you before cyber crime is if you do the crime in uk then you will be done under uk laws you do it in america or anywhere else that's usually it but the thing is is it working because cyber crime uh, the cyber laws in this country are not fit for purpose i don't think the cyber crime laws in any country are fit for purpose because Not because I don't want it to be. But our laws, especially in England, are very, very old. And then we've had the internet come out, haven't we? And it's come at such a pace, all this stuff. And we're trying to catch up. We're constantly trying to catch up. You know, even when I did cyber law, which was many, many years ago, it wasn't like it is today. The laws are so different because every crime now you can commit can really be done online. So our laws haven't caught up. So when people like anonymous come through and say hang on a minute, there's done an online crime to multiple people, they made a 15 year old girl hang herself because of what they did or what this man did, so we're going to name him and we're going to shame him and then let him hold, take the consequences for his actions. Because it was an online crime, that's what they're saying Now, these now people that do this, and there's many, many of them that do this sort of crime online to our children, should be worried now then, shouldn't they? Because their fear is not being caught, is it, if they're in a different jurisdiction, or even to be named, to be named and shamed for what they are. What they should be fearful of is that people or groups like Anonymous and others that are willing Unable, able actually, anonymous, to dig deep into your computers, to look at your stuff that you're downloading, that you're putting out, that you're saying to our children, and name and shame you. That's their fear. That's the only way that you will stop online crime like this. It's their fear of getting caught by someone that's not scared to say their name. Now, they're called anonymous because no one knows who they are. If I had named this man on my channel or any other channel, I would have been arrested because I breached a law. But anonymous is anonymous for a reason. So I'd like to know whether you agree with what they did in this case. Do you agree? Do you also agree that sometimes online crime has to be handled differently? than our domestic crime that we have at home, to protect the innocent, to protect them. Now this man's name is known, isn't it, worldwide. Now he was prosecuted, I think he got 11 years for it, and I think there was an extradition order to bring him back to Canada to face charges to little Amanda, to where he made her and groomed her and blackmailed her to show her breasts, to do other things online, to where then he used them images of her to make her life a living hell, to where it actually ended that girl's life. You know, (laughs) crimes like this annoy me because these criminals think they're very clever. They really do. And they're not, because there's always someone better gonna be fighting the corner For the innocence of our children there's always going to be someone and sooner or later as i've said it and they never want to get caught do they never want to get caught because when they're caught i'm innocent didn't do it you can't say my name but we can't but some people can so they need to be worried and let's hope you know sorry give it that this is my opinion and my opinion only not even a legal opinion because it's not if anonymous continue to give out the names of people like this, then good for them. Because these people need to be stopped, because these crimes are getting worse and worse and worse. This was 2012, this girl. 2012, she, you know, she was abused. A 12 year old girl had groomed her for a year. 39 other people apart from Amanda had the same thing happen to them, 39, 5,886 other listings of either victims, potential victims about to come. Now, one of them could have been your child anywhere in the world because online or internet or the World Wide Web, however you wanna call it, is just that, there is no safety in your home unless you really know what's going on in your child's life now these perpetrators sexual predators of our children don't care what age they are they don't care if they're girls or boys they only care about helping themselves to our children for their own sexual gratification and their sick absolutely sick perverted ways and then to sell their images on or to destroy lives. And to destroy lives to someone would take their own life because you hounded her, you didn't stop what you was doing. This is a real case, you know, of Amanda's case. This is really it. She was groomed, blackmailed to do other stuff. No one could help her at all no one so let's talk a little bit about this investigation because given this right this canadians really did really research this they really really looked into this investigation to get something on this man they haven't stopped actually at all so the royal canadian mounted police and the british columbia coroner's service um they put about 20 full-time people onto this case because they knew this had to be stopped um I think they said the um, Coquitlam and the Ridge Meadows Serious Crime Team, very good team actually. They cooperated in this investigation and they conducted interviews and also they examined many different um, forms of different social media and different things that um, had also contributed to her death. So it wasn't just him. They was looking at lots of different things. Um, They also done a review on the content of the social media sites and and they actively, even to this day, still monitor the pages of these sites because, you know, this is a big thing, really, online. It's a big thing to have um, this girl being abused like this online, but bullying online is a serious, serious issue. So the Canadian National Organisation, they're called... um, Is it Cyber Trap, I think they're called? Uh, reported that they had received a tip about um, little Amanda nearly a year before her death. The anti, I think the anti-child exploitation unit or group that was started in November 2011, and it concentrated on citizens and reported that there were images of little Amanda Todd um, that was circulating on the internet. So the police were aware. Okay, they were aware. And this information was provided to law enforcement as well as the child welfare agencies. So any of this at this point, any of these organisations, especially child welfare, could have stepped in. Now, according to the CBC News program, the Fifth Estate, I think the RCPM, were reportedly informed that the juvenile was being sexually exploited online. So they've had this reports, lots of stuff going on exploited by an adult male and in response to the, to the RCMP told the family that there was nothing that could be done about it. I mean, what a bullshit. I mean why do we have these laws in place? Why are these people even in these agencies and to tell a family even though all this is going on? I mean listen, if Anonymous could have found him, they could have. They had everything. You had the girl, you had the computers, you had everything. They ignored it, which was absolutely wrong. So, this sex torsion, that's what they call it. It's like, you know, that's what it is. Rather than extorting someone for money, you're extorting them for sex. So, it's sex torsion, sex torsion. So, according to the uh, Ontario police, now they said that that sort of crime can be investigated quite successfully. If they were told about it, if people were looking into this, this girl's life could have been solved and this man could have been stopped quite a long time before this girl, at least a year before. These crimes are easily now researched. Really, they're easily investigated if you have the tools and they do have the tools these place they had the girl, they had the evidence, they had everything on her computer they could have done something and they chose not to. That's right, so following this investigation um, like you have Facebook security, we talked about Facebook before and how good they are at reporting all this stuff and they are, they have always been very good at it. and they've got the security unit that do all this sort of stuff. Now they report to the US authority to the child exportation of online protection of children and that's the centre there and then, and this is also attached to the British National Crime Agency and the Dutch authorities now are all working together because, and Canada, because they need this man stopped. Because we knew he had multiple victims all over the world, different ages. We had one girl that had already committed suicide and probably many more to follow. And plus, as I say, he had a list, didn't he, of you know nearly 6,000 more victims out there. And as I say with these people, these are only the ones that have been reported. Most cyber crime is not reported, actually, still to this day, even in 2021 people are still not reporting cybercrime like this for fear that they feel they're going to be made to feel, you know, that they're ashamed of it and stuff. Don't be ashamed, just report. So in 2014, the Dutch authorities um, did charge 35-year-old man, and he was a dual, actually, he's a dual um, citizenship. He was Dutch and Turkish citizenship. And and they, they only identified him, didn't they, as this, um, Andrin um, C. anyway and this was in evidence according to their laws but by this stage you know um, Anonymous put it all out there. Now he was that first of all charged with uh, extortion not sextortion but extortion but we call it sextortion, internet luring, criminal harassment and possession and distribution of child, I don't like the word pornography, entitled indecent images um and also these were other charges as well as the charges he faced against amanda todd um and they were both as i said in this case both male and female victims very young i think on january 28 2015 Coburn had wrote and written a letter of course he has an open letter you know proclaiming his innocence because now everyone bloody knows what he is Plus, he's going to prison. I think in the end he was sentenced to 11 years for that. He faced 72 counts or charges, I think, um, of sexual assault and extortion in the Netherlands on 39 victims and 39, I think it was 34 young women and five men, actually, in this country, as in Britain, Canada, Norway, uh, Norway, and United States, all over the place, really. Now, as always, a lot of the charges for the sexual Um, images were dropped don't know why but they did charge him I think the Dutch with I think he was convicted and sentenced actually for internet fraud blackmail and faced five separate charges in Canada and I think then they put in to have him extradited he was extradited um, to Canada and I think he was in the Supreme Court there now up until now um, again, there's a hold on anything you can say about that case that's been dealt with. I think now. there's nothing else we can say on this case why it's been dealt with in Canada and Canada will release out its findings and on what's happened um there's been a publicity block on that that's the law in Canada and to tell you the truth, what they don't want in Canada is anything to destroy this case to let this man go free. They want to prosecute him for something to do with the Amanda Todd suicide and he needs to be prosecuted these people need to be shown this isn't acceptable behavior and I think they also need to be shown that if you're going to do an online crime then sometimes maybe you know if you want to go worldwide and viral with your videos and god knows what else maybe people like anonymous will go worldwide and viral with information about you now maybe that may stop you attacking our children so anyway Listen, this has been the case, the very sad case, I think, of a young girl, Amanda Todd, 15-year-old, at the time of her death. Her death, she took her own life by hanging, due to the actions of a man like this, but also due to the actions of bullies. And this is why online bullying is so real. It's so damaging to our youth. If you need any help on online bullying or any sort of bullying, I'm gonna put some links in here and there's links I think already and where I've used references and stuff and you'll find them in there. Listen, no one, no one should be bullied. No one and no one should be allowed to be groomed like this online, abused like this online. And then, you know, no one to help her and she commits suicide. Her parents tried everything. What a terrible loss, really. What a terrible case this is, when you think about it. This poor young girl. So let's not forget Amanda Todd. Look at her video. I think it's nine minutes long. I've left a link on that. Where she's telling you, by holding up these cards, how she feels. Five weeks later, the girl's committed suicide. So you know what to do thumbs up if you found this case interesting. You can um, follow us on Instagram and on um, Facebook. You can also catch this in a few days in Spotify. Also must say thank you and hello, because really I've only just been online for the last couple of um, hours, um, because I've been really busy. I'm over 9,000, can you believe it? Thank you so much and thank you to all my partners in crime. And I'm gonna list you at the end of all my members, so thank you. Um, Listen, you know what to do. This is an important case. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this case. I'd love to hear your thoughts on people like Anonymous, people that's trying to do something. Because we need to do something here to stop this going on. So take care of yourself and take care of your kids. So until the next time, bye-bye.